This territorial conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan recently uh, resulted in an agreed ceasefire. Uh, there was hopes that that would put the conflict at least temporarily on a break. However, uh, despite this agreement, there have been continuing reports of civilian casualties in the region. And we want to find out more about the history of this recent escalation, uh, the implications of the recent ceasefire. And we're going to uh, get the perspective from both sides, Armenia and Azerbaijan. We will be joined uh, by Ambassador Ramzi Temerov of Azerbaijan uh, this coming Friday. Uh, but today, we are honored to be welcome, welcoming on the line the Ambassador Extraordinary and Plenipotentiary of the Republic of Armenia to Japan, Ambassador Grant Pyogasan. Uh, he is also uh, in charge as far as his portfolio is concerned, also the uh, diplomatic relations to the Republic of Korea, and joins us on the line from Japan right now. Hello. Hello. Ambassador, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I really appreciate it. Uh, for our listeners on this very important topic, could you briefly explain the history of the Nagorno-Karabakh region and why uh, the area is so important to Armenia and also your perspective on this ongoing conflict right now? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, thank you for having me in your program. And uh, regarding the history, it may take a little bit longer, but I will try to keep it very short. Mm -hmm. uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, uh, or Artsakh as we call uh, the region, has been populated by Armenians and part of Armenian kingdoms, etc., for more than 3,000 years. And uh, even the time when uh, Azerbaijan newly born uh, state was formed 100 years ago uh, and later become part of Soviet Union, uh, Stalin decided to, uh, you know, there was a policy of uh, ethnic minorities, etc., and he decided uh, two Armenian enclaves, uh, namely Nakhchivan and, uh, and Nagorno-Karabakh, to incorporate kind of as an autonomous region within uh, the Soviet Azerbaijan Republic. Uh, uh, meanwhile, even during those, so those Soviet years, uh, vast majority of population in, uh, in uh, Karabakh was Armenian, and they certainly... Uh, wanted to be kind of independent from 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 Azerbaijan, mm. and especially when the uh, late 80s, uh, there was a chance where many republics were trying to, you know, voice their independence, etc. One of the first uh, was uh, Karabakh people uh, asking for independence from uh, Azerbaijan. Mm. In fact, uh, uh, this this is where it started. The war, the first war, started in a sense uh, end of 80s until 1994, when the ceasefire was agreed upon that. And uh, later, uh, as you know, uh, uh, OSCE means group was formed, international uh, body of medi mediation mm -hmm. was formed, co-chaired by the United States, uh, Russia, and France to mediate this issue and uh, to come to final settlement. So all, all these years, the Minsk Group was working very hard to reach uh, agreement. And uh, the, one of the major things was that it should be done through peaceful negotiation. And this time, uh, 
on, as you know, on September uh, 27th, uh, an aggression started from Azerbaijan because they wanted to resolve this, uh, you know, militarily. And uh, this aggression was indeed pre-planned well in advance, and any reference by the Azerbaijani side to the so-called counter-attack is utterly false, uh, because the word counter implies that there was an attack by Artsakh forces, which is nonsense. Uh, could anyone tell me why would uh, Nagorno-Karabakh start an escalation toward military much more powerful Azerbaijan? Mm. There is no logic, I think. So if the two sides say that uh, the other side uh, started, then one side is simply lying. Uh, I leave you and your listeners to guess who is the liar in this case. As you point out, and uh, as we know from the news reports, the recent uh, skirmishes in uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, it's the largest uh, confrontations that we've seen uh, since 1994. Uh, You mentioned the the, the international mediation efforts and Armenia's stance that this should be uh, settled peacefully through diplomatic means, uh, including the Minsk group. Uh, So the, the stance for Armenia is that they are open to negotiation with Azerbaijan? Oh, yes, yes, uh, we are. Uh, first, let me uh, just mention a couple of uh, facts uh, when it started. Uh, the statement of Azerbaijani president at UNGA on September 23rd was a diplomatic green light for this reckless aggression. Mm-hmm. It was full of hate, speech, and the manif- manifestation of uh, clear genocidal intent towards Armenian people. They, they were preparing well in advance, and this intention can be uh, seen by several facts. First, Azerbaijan closed down the transit air corridor for the last two months, despite the absence of any threat of civilian aircraft, air traffic. And since September 21, Azerbaijan started drafting reservists and confiscating civilian trucks for military needs. On September 25th, the Azerbaijani Minister of Defense rejected the request of personal representative OSCE chairman in office to organize a ceasefire monitoring along the line of contact, which actually happened because there was one uh, escalation also in July. Uh, however, they kind of rejected and declined this. Uh, credible repor- uh, reports of recruiting foreign terrorist fighters, etc., uh, before even uh, mm. all this started from Turkey. Uh, Azerbaijani authorities blocked social networks and media outlets, as you probably know about that. However, meanwhile, the Turkish media representatives are present at the conflict zone uh, from the outset of the attack. And most importantly, uh, on July, uh, starting July uh, 29 to August 10, a large-scale Azerbaijani-Turkey joint military exercises were held in uh, several cities of uh, Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. The exercises involved thousands of military personnel, hundreds of armored combat vehicles, artillery, and you know what? After the military exercise, ter- Turkish military personnel and equipment remained stationed in Azerbaijan. No wonder on September 27th, shortly after the start of the military offensive, Turkey again unilaterally, and this time openly, strongly supported Azerbaijan. 
OSC means group regarding the means group, uh, which you mentioned, and this is very important to say, is co-chaired by these three countries, is in fact the only internationally approved mediation body which has been working hard all these years. And uh, as I said, the major, there are several uh, statements, etc., but major thing and major goal is mm. the resolution of this. Uh, so you can see that uh, uh, on a number of occasions, Azerbaijani president has publicly denounced the efforts of Minsk group cultures, right. aim at peaceful resolution, thus openly uh, resorting to war. Uh, uh, that's uh, your question was about. Sorry, one more time. Uh, the idea of um, having open negotiations with Azerbaijan. But if I may follow up, uh, as we know, the there, there is a ceasefire agreement that is officially uh, underway. However, there have been reports of civilian casualties uh, in the region. Uh, I, I know that there are, of course, again, differing um, uh, statements from the Armenian side and the uh, Azerbaijan side. Are there any preconditions right now to, to cease hostilities, at least from the Armenian perspective? Uh, the answer to your question, the last question, is uh, very simple and clear. No, there are no preconditions from the Armenian side, and there have never been any preconditions uh, from Armenia to end the military hostilities. Moreover, we keep calling upon the international community to strongly condemn the approach of solving problems using arms and killing people. For Karabakh Armenians and uh, for all Armenians, in fact, this is an ex- existential struggle. When people fight and unfortunately die for the right to live, to live in their homes, to live in the land uh, they and their ancestors lived for millennia, in the land which is packed with thousands of historical assets, cultural and religious heritage of Armenians of Artsakh. The monuments, hundreds of churches, cathedrals still stand there since long, long time before the first uh, Turkic tribes appear in, in, uh, uh, in the region. As they keep doing it, my uh, opponent probably, which you will be having on Friday, as you said, mm-hmm. in your program, will probably dwell upon the mantra of Armenians occupying their historical land. As for occupying, I may agree even with one addition, that they have been occupying the land for more than 3,000 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, One well-known expert, actually, a friend of mine, said that Armenians in Artsakh were there only before Armenians in Artsakh. They were on dinosaurs. So uh, uh, after October 9, a long uh, deliberation humanitarian ceasefire was agreed in Moscow, as you uh, know and said. Uh, Then... On uh, October 12, 10, uh, 12 uh, uh, p.m., it should have started. However, 12.05, Azerbaijan breached its uh, own commitment by resuming indiscriminate shelling of civilian settlements, launching an offensive in different directions of the front line, which is uh, using heavy artillery in battle, and unfortunately, this continues up till now, up till yesterday at least uh, night. I, uh, the, the, the ceasefire, they do not keep their promise for ceasefire. Armenian defense, of course, uh, trying to answer and stop all the invasion kind of uh, uh, att- 
attempt by Azerbaijani army, which is done towards cities of Badrut and other places right. in the north and south of Enclave. Yes. And Ambassador, um, this is a bit of a two-part question. The Armenian president, Armen Sakizian, recently said in an interview that uh, what is going on in that region is ethnic cleansing, uh, even for people like ourselves who may not be in Korea intimately um, familiar with Armenian history. Uh, most of us have heard about the 1915 genocide. Uh, in your view or in Armenia's view, do you feel that what is going on right now in the region and to term it ethnic cleansing is sort of an extension or uh, a- another sequel to uh, the 1915 Armenian genocide? Yes, this is a very, very sensitive issue, uh, as uh, almost any Armenian alive today uh, is a descendant of the genocide survivor, uh, including myself. Uh, actually, my great-grandmother, who is buried in the yard of St. Ravanchetos, the cathedral in the second city of Nagorno-Karabakh, she escaped uh, saving uh, two out of three her kids and, of course, lost her husband, etc. Anyway, I will not go to my story. This is personal thing. But I would like to mention that uh, these days, even twice in one day, the same cathedral was shelled by uh, cluster bombs in, 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 in Karabakh. Anyway. Uh, I published uh, a book, one of my books, which was first published in Japanese, now in Korean, Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, uh, representing Armenia. There is a chapter about about genocide, so those uh, who read uh, Korean certainly can find just uh, searching my name. It it, it is still available, I think. Uh, Those who want to hear more of, you know, neutral kind of thing, uh, I would refer to Mr. No Yoon Min uh, is a very well-known uh, politician in in Korea. Mm. Uh, a friend of mine, actually, and he's uh, he's a specialist in genocide. Uh, years ago, he published a book on genocide, and first chapter of that book is also referred to Armenian genocide. That's why probably you mentioned that uh, people in Korea know a little bit about uh, 1915 issues. Right. Yes, it is clear for us that Turkey is conducting a proxy war against Armenians through their Azeri so-called brothers. And that look and sound like ethnic cleansing, as our president mentioned. And it is uh, indeed the second attempt of genocide by Turkey by uh, cleaning the area of their, uh, based on their pan-Turkish uh, plans uh, from Armenians, uh, which are, as you know, the first Christian nation, first nation that right. Christianity. So, um, and again, as you say, a very sensitive issue, and you cannot uh, discuss the 1915 uh, genocide and obviously uh, with uh, what Turkey was accused of during that. And you, as you say, currently Turkey is accused of hiring Syrian soldiers to this conflict. Uh, there is a push on Azerbaijan's side to include Turkey as part of the Minsk group, which you say is the only recognized uh, mediation body. Uh, I'm assuming that from Armenia's point of view, that is not acceptable? Oh, certainly not. Well, first of all, there is already a sufficient body of evidence proving the presence of foreign terrorist fighters in Nagorno-Karabakh war zone. 
their location could be clearly identified and there are videos and photos in the internet which contain proofs of the mercenaries' presence there and they're, they're communicating in Arabic, etc. A breach of norms uh, mm. for the customary international humanitarian law and everyone who wants to see or confirm it could do it easily. Turkey hires jihadists from the Syrian enclave they manage at the moment. Uh, lately, they also start negotiating with uh, the Islamic extremists from Afghanistan. They're, they are brought from Turkey uh, planes. In fact, a couple of days ago, we, uh, that was yesterday, I think, we also published uh, even uh, the flight uh, which uh, are bringing the mercenaries to Azerbaijan. And these mercenaries belong to very clear by many states in the world uh, declare that terrorist organizations such as uh, Jihad and Nusra, Sultan Murad, and others. So this is very clear. Now many many states, many countries uh, are condemn condemning that, and uh, certainly this is absolutely unacceptable and should be under the very uh, big attention of international community. Uh, so that's the first part. Second part, probably you mentioned about, uh, sorry, uh, one more time, uh, what was the continuation of your question? Well, uh, the idea of Turkey, uh, you addressed the accusations uh, in terms of hiring uh, Syrian combatants in the region, but the uh, push by Azerbaijan to include Turkey uh, as part of the Minsk group, the mediation group, and, and how uh, Armenia would be opposed to that. Uh, it's absolutely unacceptable uh, for Armenia, and I think the Minsk group co-chairs as well. Uh, since they, uh, when they say they want uh, uh, Turkey, uh, they also uh, refer to the biased uh, uh, members of the Minsk group. But the most biased are not Russia, U.S., or France. The biased is Turkey, and they do not hide it. Let me just quote, uh, I have it right now at my hand, uh, the press release of Minister of Foreign Affairs of Turkey regarding the ceasefire between Azerbaijan and Armenia, October 10, uh, that couple of days ago, 2020. I'm quoting it, so it's word by word. Mm -hmm. I mean, the ceasefire, which was declared on humanitarian grounds for the exchange of prisoners of war and bodies, is an important first step, but cannot replace a lasting solution. Since the beginning, Turkey has always underlined that it would only support those solutions which were acceptable to Azerbaijan. This is, uh, uh, with this understanding, T Turkey continues to stand by brotherly Azerbaijan on the ground and at the table. So this is a, uh, well, clear message that Turkey is absolutely biased, judge yourself. And, <coughs> and uh, uh, Nagorno-Karabakh settlement can be uh, achieved only by means of peaceful negotiation, not with this kind of biased approach of Turkey. And including all the facts I said before, Armenia is certainly thinks is absolutely unacceptable for Armenia to have Turkey uh, in, in, in this process. Ambassador, we will have to leave it there, but uh, we do appreciate, uh, on behalf of our listeners, uh, you uh, being able to uh, 
state the Armenian position to this very sensitive conflict, and we hope that we can invite you back on the program again. One thing very important for your listeners, just one sentence I will finish. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, uh, for uh, uh, the people of our tribe, or Armenians living in Nagorno-Karabakh, this is just uh, defending themselves, their homes and families, whereas Mr. Aliyev uh, is in war uh, for a piece of land, the land they want without a single Armenian. All these years, uh, okay. uh, they, they were, uh, you know, uh, nurturing uh, right. uh, uh, an enemy to, toward the Armenian, acts okay. murder, etc., etc., hatred. So they don't want any single Armenian to remain there. This is very clear message from Mr. Right. Aliyev. Thank you. Ambassador, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me.